Good day. I'm Peter Brook, a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. This is Macro Perspective 9 of 2024. I want to talk about the results season in South Africa. With many companies having December or June year ends, a vast number of results come out at this time. And then, in addition, the JSE has a regulation saying a trading statement must be issued if earnings are 20% away from previous levels, and that's both on the up and the downside. Then we get a lot of trading statements at this time as well. I've just had a look at some of the results that are, and trading statements that came out over the last week to get a feel for what is happening, and there are some very clear patterns. Let's start with the worst and leave the best for last. South African mining is between a rock and a hard place. And we can look at Anglo's results as a bellwether. Anglo-American did well to grow volumes by 2%. May need you to growth outside of South Africa. But a decline in prices, particularly in precious, in, sorry, in platinum group metals, meant operating profits were down 31%, hurt by their South African assets of Amplats and De Beers. Even Kumba Iron Ore, which had the benefit of good prices on the commodities with iron ore, lost out in volumes. Due to the decline of Transnet, they couldn't ship all their iron ore and been forced to cut back volumes over the next three years and issue a Section 189 where they will be reducing their staff. Sassel suffered from weak chemical prices, with earnings before interest and tax down 34% and a concerning deterioration in their balance sheet, with debt rising by 12 billion rand to a cool 100 billion rand. As always, shareholders bear the brunt with a 70% cut in the dividend. Tungela on the coal side has earnings down 70%, while Northern takes the wooden spoon, with a decline in earnings of around 95%. Northern is the only platinum group metal share we own, and that is because it has the best volume outlook and actually grew production by 10%, showing how devastating the impact of the prices was on profits. On the industrial side, there were a number of challenges. Low demand meant that inflationary price increases couldn't be passed through, or alternatively, volumes fell. Higher costs due to the cost of generators and electricity shortfalls, and lower operating efficiencies due to lower volumes, pushed down operating margins and hence profits. And then we had higher internal interest, sorry, higher interest rates, adding more pressure at the EPS level. For instance, Itteltile saw turnover down 2%, but earnings per share down 15%. They were particularly hurt by their manufacturing division, which saw profits fall 32%, showing how that sort of operating environment is particularly tough for our manufacturing companies. AECI, exactly in that space, saw earnings down 16%. We'll have to see how Tiger Brands fares, with their volumes are down 8%. The worst trading statement was from Pick and Pay, which revealed that their core supermarkets chain would be loss-making. A deteriorating balance sheet has meant they will have to raise 4 billion rands from shareholders in a rights issue. There were a couple of companies that held their own, showing there's always opportunity and diversity. On the drug side, Adcock Ingram managed their income statement very well, with a 1% decline in turnover, only resulting in a 1% decline in earnings. 
Diskem reported a good 12% growth in turnover, which is not that surprising considering how much flu is going around. Wilson Bailey Homes stood out with operating profit up between 25 to 35%, driven by their roads division, which grew profits by 60%. This was very much in line with one of our themes of better investment spend um, and is one of our holdings that has done well for us recently. The other, business, the other winners were all businesses listed in South Africa, but their profits are made elsewhere. Angler Gold, Bidcorp, and Nepi Rock Castle, the property company in Eastern Europe. And this is the harsh reality of the South African operating environment. Little to no top-line growth, higher costs, and, a, and the failure of electricity and logistics putting terrible pressure on earnings. Add in deteriorating balance sheets and higher interest rates, and the result season is looking bleak. We met with National Treasury last week, and we were impressed by their resilience in delivering a decent budget under tough cons- conditions. However, if profits don't increase, then taxes will continue to decline. We need faster growth and lower interest rates. I hope you found this perspective useful. Until next week.